Hey, I'm Morty from All Day Soccer, and you are listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andros Jones. It's just the normal noises in here. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. We're here on Feral Tempting Fate. Wherever you are, putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select here from Tom Petty's discography. And now it's time for Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. It's the Radio 8 Ball Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball. This is the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and for this to, this week's, or uh, today's uh, Radio 8 Ball, we are delving into the depths of the catalog of Tom Petty. And it's a Tom Petty tribute episode and asking questions that come some way inspired by uh, Tom and his work. And uh, like I say, we're having multiple musicians who are all here playing his songs as the answers to the, the randomly chosen answers to the questions. And I'm joined in the studio by Paul Zolo, who wrote the book on songwriting with Tom Petty to you know, lend some integrity to our conversations here. And now we are joined to ask this next question on Radio 8 Ball by a guy, uh, you know, the, a music business guy uh, that I knew from, I got to know from ASCAP, a, a real song guy who took care of a lot of, you know, did, did well by a lot of songwriters. And in a lot of, if you've listened to Tom Petty's songs, you know that that is, that is not the norm. He writes, the, this is a guy who is not like the guys that Tom Petty sings about in his songs about record guys or in The Last DJ. Tom DeSavia, welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Thank you very much, pal. Yeah, uh, you've worked with so many of the people who I respect as songwriters, from John Doe to my old buddy Josh Claytonfelt, and a lot of people in between. Um, so, uh, what are you up to? You said you're writing a book. Uh, yeah, I wrote it. Uh, had a book come out last year. John Doe and I wrote a book called uh, "Under the Big Black Sun." It was a history of LA punk, and so we set out to write sort of our version of a Ken Burns history on LA punk with a lot of a lot of friends joining in. So it was everyone from. Jane Weed, Linda Henry Rollins, to Mike Watt, on and on, contributing chapters, full chapters to the book. And so we're doing our version of an oral history. And um, and it, 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 I bugged him to do it for 20 years, and we did it, and it did okay. And uh, we got a Grammy nomination for the audiobook, which we promptly lost to Carol Burnett, <laughs> which I think is uh, punk rock enough, and if you're going to lose, you <laughs> might as well lose to Carol Burnett. And uh, so they just asked us uh, to do part two. So we're just uh, starting, so uh, spring 2019. Uh, it's not really a sequel. We're going to do part two. The first book focused on 77 to 82. This one will focus on 82 to 87. I was not punk in L.A. I got here in 86, <laughs> but I couldn't even get into clubs. The, the first you know, book, I wasn't there. Yeah, it was yeah, me yeah. Uh, writing about this Narnia land that I thought existed and getting the truth on it. So what's your connection to Tom Petty? I mean, like most people, just a, a slobbering fan. Um, mm-hmm. I was saying, uh, the thing that came up a lot with the Petty thing, and, and, you know, as we know, 2016 was a, you know, a horrible year for loss and entertainment, and 2017 hasn't been much better, and, and, you know, we we lost, you know, two of mine, everybody's favorites, we lost, you know, Prince and David Bowie, and, and... 
And those rocked everyone's world. And when the petty thing happened, it hit me like a, a, a wrecking ball ten times harder. And mm-hmm. and when I started to think about it, I, I think it was kind of simple in that with with petty he and 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 everybody will say this justifiably he he not only soundtracked my life and all our lives but when i was a kid uh my brother's 14 years older than me my sister's 12 years older than me so i inherited rock and roll from my brother and my sister and we shared the love of neil young and linda ronstadt and randy newman and these these amazing and on and on and on that came before and all of a sudden at one point this cat came along that came on my radar who was not much younger than them you know two three four years younger than those cats but he was he was marketed a little little more alternative Mm -hmm. you know damn the torpedoes had a red album cover I remember my brother kind of being like, I don't know, is he one of those new wave guys? You know, and there was just something that, so so Petty was mine. Mm-hmm. So Petty was the first guy that was mine. And then by the time, like, my brother got into him, it was already like, <laughs> it was like it was like Pat, Petty and the Clash and Cheap Trick were the ones that I kind of got, got to grab as sort of like, you know, here's my contribution to what we're listening to. And these were, these, you know, records that just soundtracked everything. And then with, with, with Petty, every... Every record that came out, it just, I don't want to say it was better than the last, but it was as engaging. You were on this, this, this ride with them. And, you know, and like with going back to like Bowie, um, I love Bowie. I love Bowie. I got all the Bowie records when they were already Bowie records. Mm-hmm. They were already in the public consciousness. They were already there. The Petty records were, were hits for me. They were on the radio. They were something we were all playing. And there's there's a few artists, and for me personally, Niccolo holds the space. Uh, and there's only a couple where a career's not based on nostalgia, and y- you love everything that's coming out, and you don't always want to just go backwards. Right. Do sometimes I want to just hear "Damn the Torpedoes"? Yes, "Hypnotic Eye" was a great record, but. Great. For me, and I think for a, a lot of people, I mean, uh, it was Wildflowers. Because when Wildflowers came about, and Paul, you could answer this more accurately, 20 years into his recording career? That's right. It was 94. He started about 76, 77. Who the fuck can make Wildflowers <laughs> after right. 20 years exactly. of writing songs? Who can come up with not just that <coughs> song, but just that album, that you know that complete thing like yeah Neil Young can you know Nick Lowe can there's there's a, there's a few cats that can and like even Prince I'm a slobbering Prince fan my Prince obsession lays within like a five year period yeah. no it's no Petty doubt about it was was for all times and you know it just it, it combined and I've been talking about it with the news of the tragedy the night before and and getting up and not expecting it yeah. Like I just did. It was. It was. It, it was, and it is. It's gut wrenching. I was saying before we started. I'm, I'm. I can't wait to dig back into, to Paul's book and, <laughs> read it now. And I just ha- haven't summed up the courage yeah. yet. Yeah. You know. So, uh, well, we, we can talk more about Tom Petty as we, as this mm-hmm. continues. But what is your what's your question for the Pop Oracle? Well, Tom. Pop Oracle. I thought about this a lot, and uh, a couple of days after Petty's passing, this this beautiful photo of him and Obama showed up and it was being circulated all over the net and it it 
sort of put into my place, like, you know, that appreciate what you have while it's there. And I'm, I apologize about taking your, your show political. You don't have to apologize to me, but man. I've been, um, as, as many people have, I've had a rotten year because of the world. And I'm constantly looking for someone to tell me that we're going to make it through and how it's going to be better. And so my question would be, what would you tell a world that's struggling right now? And how's, how are we going to be in a few years? How's the future going to be for us? Okay. Well, now to engage the pop oracle, Tom. This is me. All you right. get to spin the wheel of eight. <laughs> na, 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 na. Song number eight, which is another one that I uh, that I lead, but that uh, some guys are going to come in and join me on. Uh, come on in, Nate and Jeff. Hey. I'm big fans of Nate and Jeff. Big fans. And that is song number eight, which is American Dream Plan B from Tom Petty's latest Hypnotic Eye. I'm gonna make my way in the world someday I don't care what nobody say American dream, political scheme I'm gonna find out for myself someday I'm half lit, I can't dance for shit But I take what I want, I go after it Baby's alright, treats me nice Ain't nothing like a woman shuts out that light I got a dream, I'm gonna fight till I get it oh, Got a dream, I'm gonna fight till I get it right Till I get it right Well, my honey, no doubt, dreams further out Making moves that'll get us away Honey, don't trip, shoots from the hip Tell me everything gon' be okay I got a dream, I'm gonna fight till I get it oh, Got a dream, I'm gonna fight till I get it right Till I get it right Tom, bring it down. Well, Mama's just sad. Daddy's so mad. Cause I ain't gonna have the life I had. My success is anybody's guess. But like a fool, I'm betting on happiness. Oh, I got a dream. I'm gonna fight till I get it. Got a dream, I'm gonna fight till I get it right. Here again. I got a dream, I'm gonna fight till I get it. Oh, 
dream I'm gonna fight till I get it right Till I get it right Sorry, Tom. <laughs> All right. That's great. Yeah, that's my, that's my new favorite Tom Petty song. That's awesome. It's from his most recent record, and I want to hear it more than any of the other ones. Just right now, just like anyone's great new record, I want to hear this song over and over and over and over again. Better than the version I just did, but I love it. And thanks a lot to Nate Hertwick and uh, Jeff. Cleveland, and I'm flustered, and I know all your names because I've known you for 20 years, But and Marshall Thompson for playing keyboards and doing that. Thank you. Uh, playing music on this and hosting is really... I've never done... I haven't <laughs> done this. Duty. It's Welcome really duty. weird. <laughs> so anyway, so that was the answer to, to Tom's question. Let's give Tom his mic again. Yep. There we go. So that was, uh, I think, a very appropriate answer to Tom's question about uh, what we can look for in the world. We're making my way in the world today. I don't care what nobody say. Keep up the fight. American dream, political scheme. I'm going to find out for myself one day. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. People might think this was a setup, but it was a very, very... um... Uh, non-strong spin I gave the thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you don't know what song you don't know what songs are in there. Was, so that, no, that was uh, yeah, that was perfect. Uh, and a great choice. It, it, it was imperfect, but I think Tom would appreciate that. It's not a Tom Petty show if there isn't some little bur- not that he made mistakes, but he he always had these cool little breakdowns in his songs, and we, yeah. we got one. So, uh, Paul, what did you think about that as the answer to Tom's question? Yeah, it's an interesting uh, answer because it's an American dream. A variation on the the American dream we grew up with, which is that it's just going to keep getting better. We're just going to keep going forward, and every generation will be way better than our parents. And he's basically saying his father's kind of sad that his his future is not going to be as bright as as his father's. And I think that's very real. That I think the answer is that yeah, we are going to have a future. Might not be the one we were counting on. That this country is evolving quickly, and that's reflected in Tom's music. But ultimately, it says, like a fool, I'm going to you know, still believe that the future like can be bright. Like a fool, bright. I'm betting on happiness. It's that American optimism, which is at the heart of all of it and in all his music, that we're going to still hope it works out. Yeah. Especially now we need hope more than ever. Oh, I man. Think. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, what do you think, Tom? I mean, exactly. It was, it was like, that's why I was going to say. People are not going to believe this was a random <laughs> pick. It worked, uh, it worked perfect. And it was. It was that thing. It was that I think there's going to be hope. And... And you got to be prepared to, to to fight. It doesn't necessarily mean physically fight, though. Sometimes um, I feel drawn to that. But uh. well, I you know I just I hate to be uh, I hate to be the boner killer as I've been labeled. <laughs> but uh, but uh, Plan B is the abortion pill. American. It's the it's the Amer- you know, when I hear American Dream Plan B, I think of it's the Amer- the aborted American Dream. You know, I could look at it as like, hey, that's a cool feminist statement by Tom. Uh, reproductive rights. I'm sure he was a fan and a supporter. But as far as the answer to the question, I think that great artists, like they give us hope by demanding that we look at the hard truths. And still, like he's like, he doesn't say I'm betting on happiness because it's going to happen. He says like a fool, I'm betting on happiness. I got a dream. I'm going to fight till I get it. There's no easy, like there's no place and there's no rest in the song. I mean, except with his, except with the the good woman in his life. That's what he says. There's nothing like a woman shuts out that light. It's the only time in that song where he feel where the guy feels like he has any peace, mm. you know. And maybe he finds some peace in that fight. Like a fool, he's betting on the the pursuit of happiness, very American ideal. But also, you know, 
he throws the plan B in there and <laughs> uh, take it for what he you know, take it however you like. Um, but I thought that was a great answer and a great question, Tom. Um, and a great answer, Tom. Lots of Toms. A whole, whole lot of Tom <laughs> yeah, energy thank you, Tom. here. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball on Feral Audio. If you'd like more information about the Pop Oracle, please check out our website at Radio8Ball.com, where you can find out about upcoming shows, about asking your own question on the podcast, and about our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed on Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. Until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Ball Show.